Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put the shades on, fasten your seatbelt, and mash the gas pedal, because it's time for Automation Avenue, a podcast for retail and financial leaders looking for ways to automate and accelerate their businesses. Well, greetings, everyone. We are we are back here on Automation Avenue, and we, we have taken a field trip to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and we are here with Steve Swafford and Casey Bell, the uh, president and COO of Alabama Credit Union. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> nice to be here. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the credit union environment and, and the remarkable growth that you guys have had kind of over the last run here, maybe five years or so. So why don't you tell our audience out there a little bit about Alabama Credit Union, kind of kind of give us some stats on, on you guys. Sure, like a snapshot for our credit union. Exactly. We um, are about $650 million in assets. We're serving 52,000 members. We have had considerable growth since 1998 or 99. When we had 1999, we had two branches. So a little bit of growth since then. And um, we serve primarily the University of Alabama since 1956, but since that time, we had added on several key sponsor groups, or value partners as we call them, and also with Alabama favorable state chartering law, we have added on several counties and communities to our to our footprint. So we now find ourselves at 25, 26 branches. Sometimes we forget one. We always argue about how many we really have, but we even have an admin center and a rolling branch that we use for you know, uh, on-site sign-ups and things like that. And you'll find us everywhere from the Tennessee line to the Gulf Coast, and even in the Panhandle of Florida. Awesome sounds sounds pretty innovative. I like the uh, I like the rolling mobile branch. So, talk about what what do you think has led to this growth over the last five years? What 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 would you say some key reasons are you guys have been so successful with the with the growth? And you know, we work with an amazing team of people. Um, we'd love to tell you it's magic sauce and we don't know what it really is, but we do know what it really is. We work with the most amazing team of, of management staff and employees I've ever seen. Um, every survey we do tells us that, that our employees are really satisfied. I don't know why that is. That's a magic sauce, but um, <laughs> we're very grateful for that vote of confidence and for their loyalty. Um, our management team has an amazing amount of tenure. It's not unusual to see any one of our management team with 20 years the credit union or you know 20 25 years in credit unions so you start to add all of that together and most often it's it's that and enthusiasm and just a, a real clear direction about how important growth is so one of the things we talk about as leaders is kind of setting that vision and that direction so so maybe talk a little bit about Steve while we've got him here oh what, boy, what, what are his uh, yeah. what are his positives that obviously he's built it sounds like a great management team sounds like you're a part of that you know talk to us about how you've been able to take those great ideas from that management team and get kind of your frontline uh, tellers, MSRs to buy into that that culture from the top. You know, I hate to say nice things about him when he's sitting here, and, and, and our staff would absolutely fall out if they heard it because he and I are famous for, for taking barbs at each other. But the truth of the matter is there's always a positive guy in the corner office, but he's rarely in the corner office. He's throughout our branches all the time. He meets with any member who wants to meet with him. He meets with every employee who... He can work into the day. Um, he's looking for growth opportunities in the community and our value partners and, and with our staff everywhere you can find it. So whereas we might just run out of campaign and say, we'd love to do a 
promo on Visa credit cards or Visa this or Visa that. Steve cranks it up where we are in a competition with back then when Alabama was playing Notre Dame for the national championship in a competition with Notre Dame's credit union. And he goes branch to branch going, how many of these Visa cards can we get out to beat them? Because they will send us, you know, pizza was it, or we'll have to send them barbecue. And, right. and we won. It's going to be a, actually a, a charitable contribution to our was. charity is what the, You did. What, that was right. And so, um, you know, the whole deal was people said, well, Steve asked me to. So after we got over gagging, that really seemed like a pretty good idea. It does work that well. Um, I think the fact that we keep member service paramount here. And that's not lip service. Um, our employees have to know that that applies to everybody in the organization. And we spend a lot of time and a lot of effort making sure that our members and our coworkers know that we, we care about each member experience and not just the membership as a whole. Yeah, talk. Uh, I'm, I'm jogging my memory here, Steve. We had talked about kind of a, a quintessential member service moment where you guys had either had a storm roll through or or some sort of system had failed and your team did just an unbelievable response uh, to the membership and answering phone calls even you know late into the night. Could, do you remember that story? Well, I don't remember which particular one. We do that pretty routinely, actually. Not uh, storms, I hope, but okay. Uh, well, but, you know, we've done things. Uh, we, we operate on the coast, so we have to deal with hurricanes. And, you know, we had a pretty bad hurricane, Hurricane Ivan, in 2004, and and we were we were the first financial institution opening open back open back up down there. And even when they had the island, the the, the Gulf Shores and Orange Beaches on, we had we we would meet members at the at the at the checkpoint where the National Guard was stationed and, and make give them withdrawals or take deposits back or do you know certain services for them there. So our employees sat our, on the hood of their car holding up a sign that said Alabama yeah, Credit Union. Alabama Credit wow. so we, we do we, you know we're pretty routine about uh, those things are pretty normal for us to do. Um, one thing too, and I you know I think Casey alluded to to most of the the thing but the the issues, but you know during two thousand eight and two thousand nine. Uh, most financial institutions were were kind of uh, you know let's just hang on and get through this. We looked at we were in financially uh, good enough shape that we did not we did not uh, sit back. We those were our strongest growth periods that strongest growth period in our history, and uh, we looked at it as an opportunity. The banks were weak; they were they were retrenching. It was a chance for us to grow. So our um, I, I happen to know the stat because I pulled it for the board the other day. But from uh, June of 2009 to June of 2014, we grew from 342 million to 650 million, and that is again at a time when most credit unions were were sitting back and just hanging on. Now, to be able to do that, you have to generate income because the you know you've got to fund reserves, and the regulators don't like growth if you're not growing. Growing, so growing reserves as well. So during that period of time, our return on assets averaged somewhere close to one and a half, and uh, at a time when the peers were like 0.3. So the reason the way we've been able to do that is we've been very creative about how we make money too, how we generate income. And you know we've we've been the first to adopt courtesy. We were the first credit in Alabama to do overdraft privilege or courtesy pay. We were the first to try that. We thought it was crazy at first. 
after we started generating income from it, we thought this is the best idea we ever so heard. So those before. best ideas can yeah. come from those so, crazy ones, right? So I think that you know, I think during this period of time, the, the our ability to generate income, you know, we're very aggressive with investments. Our investment yield runs a hundred basis points over our peers. Uh, all the non-interest income, those things, we've been able to put the money to the bottom line to be able to compensate for that growth. So that's been a little bit unique as well. We've also been very selective about the vendors we would choose to do business with. And we have found that when we get into a crunch position, that a, vendor's, a vendor is one of the um, advantages we have, whether it's in a competitive situation to offer a merger to another credit union or to extend services to a value partner. Um, any of those things where we're putting in a new product and service, it helps for us to have folks that we can trust and rely on and that know what our, our growth strategy is. And Sean, you asked a minute ago about the things that we do that are a little above and beyond what you'd expect. We um, uh, on our on our web, this was Casey's idea, and I, sometimes I hate her for it. But uh, on our web page, there's <laughs> a, there's a, a a spot that says we're listening. So you click on that, and you and the message from the member goes to uh, Casey to me, and and usually to member care center manager. the member care center manager. So. Those come to us at all hours of the night, throughout the weekend, and we respond to those quickly. Um, you know, if I wake up in the middle of the night, first thing I do is check my phone, see if there's any more of those that have come in. And, you know, there may not be anything we can do at 3 a.m. in the you know, in, for a member, but, but we can tell them, you know what, we'll get back to you in the morning. we got people that dial in and fix debit card issues on the weekends. You know, we do a lot of those things. And uh, because, as Casey said, personal service is we still believe, despite all the technology, some of which you sell, we still think the thing that will differentiate us, and and until somebody proves me wrong, is is, is the fact that we offer that caliber of personal service. Even though that is becoming harder to do these days, it's also becoming easier to do as more financials really abandon that platform and push it toward convenient technology and call that personal service. So as, as we switch gears here, what, what what advice would you give other credit unions? Obviously, maybe there's some out there that didn't uh, manage their money as wisely back or took took advantage of uh, of an opportunity as you did. So, you know, as we go forward, what what advice would you give other credit unions in the market or what, what pitfalls do you think they should avoid? It sounds like, at least from your answer, uh, maybe some of them aren't as focused on revenue generation as maybe they should be. But what, what advice would you have for other credit unions out there in the market that that would help them be successful? You know, as many times as we scratched out strategies and then three months later we would redo a strategy, um, four or five years ago we got to a very comprehensive strategy that involved every employee. And it wasn't just rhetoric or the buzz terms in the business world publications for the time. And we, we came to what we called our good to grow plan. And it was a well-researched plan, and it had key metrics in there that we pay attention to. But mostly, we we built into it so many ways that employees can contribute to that success. One of them is the high-performance teams, and our employees man those teams and take on specific projects. And they do a ton of work that are outside their normal fields of functionality every day. We've got three or four teams in the air right now that are coming in for a landing. They usually have 90 days or something like that to do their work. And they do it without senior management involvement. 
we we they turned loose. They may come ask a question or something at one something at one point, and they have to. But they they have to come back to us so with a recommendation, and that recommendation has to be well supported. And uh, and they, the presentation is a formal presentation too. So and it involves everybody that's on the team. Even if you're, you know, if you're shy about getting up and talking in front of people, and some of them are nervous as they can be the first time they do that. But they have to, and um, sure, Casey's right. It's been a terrific, growing opportunity for our staff. And I'm surprised that we didn't do it sooner. And I'm surprised that more credit unions aren't doing that now. It's such an obvious and sincere growth strategy that develops the talents of the employees. Well, you got to be trusting. You know, yeah. you, you you have to believe that you got people that can do that, and if, if and if you're not willing to turn them loose, and if you and if they go out and come back and you quash what they give you, you, you know, they, then then that that actually is a more of a destructive effort than it is constructive. So, um, but we have we had uh, from the very beginning trusted that we had a terrific staff that would that would really really thrive under that type of situation, and they have. And even though we deploy it on a, a pretty large scale, I can see how a lot of credit unions could scale that back and make that literally the, the winning card up their sleeve in their strategy. But one more thing in terms of, you know, I just facilitated an open forum at a credit union meeting uh, last week. It, it still bothers me to see how many folks are still focused on the very what's in front of them today not what's coming at them down down the road and you know down the road used to be five years from now so and so is going to change well now it's more like five months from now and and so many of them some of the questions that 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 we brought up in the forum you could just see there's not been any factoring of that, of that into their strategic plan. So I don't think we're particularly special in that regard. We do have a great bunch of people, and our plan is solid, I think. But I think five years ago when we adopted this good to grow strategy, um, I think that was our first real attempt at looking way, way ahead and and saying this is what we're going to be and this is how we're going to get there and not blinking or blushing when we did it either. No. I mean it was a relevant part it still is a relevant part of what we do every Talk week about it every day and it sounds like you really get buy-in from the employees and by investing in these teams and growing those people when they come to a consensus there's buy-in and you know from what we talked about with these teams they may hold different positions in the credit union so uh, if a particular teller may be chirpy or may not be involved then you've got you know someone on that team that can really push from the inside and say well this is why we came to that decision this is why you need to be a part of that and one of the terms that I've heard actually on the podcast this week talked about alignment and it sounds like you guys really get it from from top to bottom that everyone's pulling on the on the same rope in the same direction yeah and you know if you're going to do that to to be able to accomplish that the communication has got to be exceptional um we we um we communicate with our staff every day uh we produce a, that we have a team of people. It's a perpetual team that does our communication, and they they'll serve on for, the good to grow strategy. Yeah, and That's they will. Challenge. But every Tuesday morning, they produce a video that the entire staff watches. There's time set aside for them to do that, and it'll be a message about our strategy. Sometimes it'll be about where we are relative to our goals for the year, and and so you know I, I'm confident that you could go and talk to almost every employee we have, and they could tell you what our strategy is, and they could tell you where we stand in terms of our goals right now awesome they may not be able to tell you that we should be at 1.1 percent roa and we're at 
1.05, but they can tell you that we're behind where we need to be and we need to be pushing harder. So, And I also appreciate that our employees trust, and Steve said it, it's trust, that when something goes wrong, like a day when we've had you know data service interruption, yeah, kind of, yeah. our employees know, they don't, they don't second guess, they know to reach out and do whatever you've got to do. If you've got to drive, drive some money to somebody who's at the gas pump because your debit card won't work, get in the car go there. Yeah, we, we do those things. Yeah, we did have an, have an unfortunate first time in 20-something years. We had a, a data outage for one day. And um, our call center normally answers 700 calls. They answered 2,400 that day. And it was people wanting to know, I can't log in. I can't. My, my mobile won't work or whatever. But, you know, I, I, what I liked about it is I did not get one phone call from a member. You were out of the office. I was here. <laughs> I did not get one phone call. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I've hired her twice. I've never hired her again. Okay. We agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, uh, I did not get one call from a MAD member. And I do. I mean, members don't hesitate to call me if something's wrong. And uh, I did not get one. Or they, they understood if we, you know, here's how we're going to handle this, whatever y'all, it'll be fine. And, and uh, our staff handled it. It was great. There's another word that we use in our our credit union um, library or our vocabulary, and it's called evangelize. And as funny as that sounds, as irreverent as it may sound, the the ongoing, the perpetual team that Steve talks about has as their initial charter to evangelize our good-to-go strategy. And what that means is that every employee learns what's important about a credit union, how we're different from a bank, and how we're different from other credit unions. Yeah. And they feel comfortable sharing that information with new members or potential members or coworkers who just step into beside them on the line. They know what's different about this, and they, they evangelize that difference. Awesome. So, you know, again, switching gears here, what what do you see as your biggest challenges or maybe challenges for the industry over the next, I don't know, three years, five years? You know, what with all this technology rapidly changing, uh, people keep talking about uh, my transactions at my branches may be going down, which maybe you guys are picking up as people are leaving other institutions. You know, what, yeah, we're what, the reason for all of that. <laughs> what do you see as the biggest challenges over the next three years with uh, with the bank? Yeah, banking in general. The credit union. <laughs> um, we would be remiss if we didn't bellyache about regulatory mm-hmm. um, issues there. The compliance burden is, and we're a very compliant credit union, that has become just an untenable burden to manage for an organization our size. And I don't know how small ones do it. I frankly don't know how they do it. As, as a percentage, how has that grown from, you know, are we talking 400% the amount of people you have to have to deal with? Compliance? Well, what, it's what? not just the amount of people. It's the amount of everybody's time that's spent. You know, we've got more people dedicated to the compliance thing, although we're pretty lean. Casey's the, as good as it gets when it comes to, to the uh, manager or compliance function, but it's how much time the loan officers, the card services people, the new accounting department, the new, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. But I'm more concerned. I mean, we, we will handle the changes in, you know, lending documentation or foreclosure procedures or whatever. We will handle all that. It's when those regulations attack 
some of the very revenue sources that we have to have to survive in, in what's a very, very difficult market. Um, I'm worried about the CFPB and, and overdraft income. You know, I'm worried about, uh, you know, them clamping down on, on you know, the, the small loan. We've got a very, a very neat little small loan product that a lot of members like. I'm worried about them clamping down on that as they clamp down on payday lenders that they'll yeah. will get kind of thrown into the mix as well. So I worry about that type of regulation. The other thing is the is the you know the many other players that are taking little bits and pieces of our business you know the uh, PayPal's that scrape off just a little bit of the business or the you know maybe the biggest one that um, uh, I've forgotten the number now. We talked about this at that meeting last week, but I think it's I, I think iTunes has six hundred and something million accounts, iTunes accounts, and you know every one of those could be a payment mechanism. Very and will easily. be. We believe will be a payment. They are, they are tied to a you know a An payment account. source right now, and and so you know there could go uh, you know so there's a lot of things to be looking down the road at, and that's why you know I think. For the next few years, for us, it's trying to figure out what what of those things are going to be the ultimate survivor, so that we don't go galloping down one path and find, wait a minute, that was wrong, you know. So, I, I think it's it's going to be it's a challenging, challenging time right now. You know, there's one other thing too. We're very committed to the development of our communities, uh, more so than any organization I know, and certainly more so than most organizations our size. Several years ago, we committed ourselves to a program called Secret Meals for Hungry Children, and we raised the funds to put food back food packs into the backpacks of elementary school children who don't have nutrition on weekends. Our credit union alone, due to the wonderful staff we have, are feeding about is feeding about 2,200 kids a semester now. Every penny of that, every penny we raise goes to buy a food pack. We worry about the challenge when, when you know, if the economy tightens, if, if other sources pull back on things because they're regulated out of business, you know, what's the challenge for us to keep those children fed too? And we have employees who worry about that particular issue going, okay, I can get them all fed this year that come to us for those requests. What am I going to do the next three years if, if we're not able to devote the resources to that program that we now devote? Awesome. So, you know, greatly appreciate your time uh, today. It sounds like in summary, you guys have really spent a huge amount of resources investing in your team. And uh, I love the term evangelizing. And, you know, as as leaders out there in the market, you guys come to a strategy out there and, and maybe you're struggling to get buy-in from your whole organization. It sounds like, you know, some of the lessons we can take out of this is, is communication has to be paramount. How do we make sure that every single employee knows what we're trying to do, how we're going to get there. Are we ahead of our goals, behind our, behind our goals? And that, that takes a great management team as well as these other high-performance teams and communication. So I think those were some, some great lessons. It sounds like you guys took some uh, some great leadership and some, some risk on uh, you know growing in a market when others were kind of hunkering down. So, it, um, you know, I, I think you guys have been – great at pushing your brand out and using that that brand in your communities and, and investing in, in you know great causes like feeding elementary school kids that can't be can't be fed on the weekends themselves so i, I commend you and thank you for the advice and uh, we really appreciate your time here on the thank you gentlemen appreciate your being here